0: Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Have you ever wondered why or how people are changed when they get saved? Or why some people who claim to get saved are not changed at all? Today on Drawing Near, we answer these questions. Let's take our Bibles and turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and study the Word of God. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your transformative gospel, your word, not our words about you, but your words to us. We thank you, Father, for your faithfulness, your patience toward us. And Father, for your grace and mercy and love that extends salvation to sinners. Father, we thank you that as sinners, you can open our eyes, open our hearts to the truth of your gospel, so that we may believe and be saved. Guide us in our study today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Let's begin our study by reading First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. Paul writes, For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. Whenever we read the Bible, we need to pay close attention to all of the words in the Bible. Now, for many people, this is laborious. It's a lot of work, and they'd rather not do that. But we need to remember, we're reading God's word worshipfully. We're trying to understand God's word in a way that allows us to worship him. We are interacting with God through the work of the Holy Spirit in our heart, and not only with God, but with God's word. And it's speaking to us as we seek to understand. So we're seeking to worship God when we read God's word. But we're also seeking to know what God has made known to us. And so when we come to a phrase like we do here in verse 13, that opens up this verse with, for this reason, we need to ask a question. And that's a good habit to get into, to ask questions of the Bible as we read, to engage our minds, not simply just to read it like we would a novel, but to read it for understanding, to engage God, to ask him questions. So we ask the question, what does Paul mean by for this reason. What reason is he referring to? Well, he just finished telling the Thessalonian believers about their boldness in the midst of conflict and persecution, about their faithfulness. He'd been telling them about their affection for them, for God. He's been telling them these things in the first 12 verses, and so he builds what he's getting ready to say on what he's already said. So sometimes in your study, you go back and you read those first 12 verses or even read the last part of the previous chapter. But you want to understand the context of what's being said. So Paul says, for this reason, based on the way we presented ourselves and acted and our faithfulness to you by sharing the gospel, even in the midst of conflict, with much affection, like a mother who nurses her babes, or like a father who's training up his children, for this reason, we also thank God without ceasing. So he's talking about prayer and an important element of prayer is thanking God. Romans chapter 1 says the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the ungodliness of men, in part because although they knew God, they were not thankful. We need to be thankful to God. It is a critical part of our faith that we acknowledge that God is, that we acknowledge what God has done, how he has blessed, what he has provided, and we are constantly thankful. And Paul says, for this reason, we also thank God without ceasing. He's thanking God all the time. He's literally living in thankfulness to God for what he's about to share. And we need to know we need to be thankful to God. We need to be thankful to God all the time. And think about how that would influence our lives if we walked all the time, if we had all of our relationships, all of our interactions undergirded by thankfulness to God, a thankfulness that does not cease. Paul says, We also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God which you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as the word of men, but as in truth the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. What's he saying? He's saying we're thankful. We're thankful that when you witness these things we've talked about in the first 12 verses of this chapter, that you receive the word of God. He's not just saying you received us, he's not talking about a personal relationship. He's talking about you received the message that we brought. We were faithful in sharing the gospel, and you received the word which we shared. We've already talked about how the word cannot be separated from the witness our character, our behavior, our attitude, it affects how people hear the word. But it's the word that's critical. People must receive the word of God. People must receive the gospel. And Paul gives thanks without ceasing because when they heard the word, they received the word of God, not as words from Paul and those with him, but as it is in truth, the word of God. And we need to hear this today the Bible is the Word of God. And when we share the gospel, we need to be careful to share the Word of God, not our philosophies, not our adjustments, not our explanations. We need to not tailor the gospel to those who are listening so that they might approve of it. We need to share the Word of God because it is the Word of God. It is the gospel that is the power of God unto salvation. We cannot be ashamed of the gospel. We need to share the word of God with people, or else we're sharing the word of men. We need to tell people what God says. It doesn't matter what I think about an issue. It doesn't matter what my opinion is on this thing or that thing. It only matters what God says, and we need to not get into carnal debates with people We need to share with them what God's word says. If they want to argue, if they want to disagree, let them argue or disagree or disbelieve God's word. And so Paul shared God's word, and they believed God's word, not the word of men. They believed God's word, and God's word effectively worked in them because of their faith. That's what it says, which also effectively works in you who believe. It does something in the heart and life. We are transformed. We who were dead in our sins and trespasses are made alive spiritually in salvation. Our blind eyes are opened and we can see. We who were in darkness are now in light. We who walked in sin now walk and live and pursue the righteousness of Christ. We were devoid of the Holy Spirit. Now we are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. These are radical changes, and you cannot genuinely be saved without being changed. Now, a lot of people want to say you can be, but you're not going to get that out of the Bible. The Bible talks about a God who is righteous and holy, and who calls us to righteousness and holiness. Yes, we have the righteousness of Christ imputed to us, because we are always plagued by sinful tendencies. But we need to grow to walk in that righteousness. We need to desire that righteousness, pursue it with our hearts and our lives. We are changed when we get saved. We are born again. We put off the old and we put on the new. All of these are words right out of the Bible. We need to know that. And the Word of God, when it is received as the Word of God by faith, works effectively in us. We need to know that we need to embrace that. So what if you're listening and you haven't been changed? Your language is the same. Your attitudes are the same. You do not feel drawn to worship or obedience or faithfulness to God. There's really no difference between you and the world. What do you do? Well, you turn to Christ and genuinely put your faith in him. You call on the name of the Lord. You get saved. Why? Because the word of God, when it is received by faith, effectively works in us. We need to know that. When Paul heard the words of Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus and was saved, he changed. The apostles all changed after they witnessed the resurrected Christ. We see it all throughout scripture. Faith behaves faithfully. Love behaves faithfully lovingly. If you love God, if you have faith in God, you behave accordingly. You may not do so perfectly, but you certainly do so differently than you did before you trusted in Christ. You need to examine these things. The Bible tells us we need to examine ourselves to see if we be in the faith. That's a good thing, because we certainly don't want to be deceived because of this. Father in heaven, I pray that you would open our eyes and give us wisdom and discernment. We are not saved because of what we do, but what we do is influenced by our relationship with you. We do not need to look at our lives and say, well, I'm not good enough, so I'm not saved. We'll never be good enough, but we should be able to look at our hearts and lives and see Jesus Christ reflected in our actions and our words, our thoughts our values should be influenced by our relationship with Christ. We should see a difference, and others should see a difference. We need to work to put on Christ. We need to work out our salvation in fear and trembling. These are things your word calls us to, and we need to heed them. Give us wisdom and discernment. And at the same time, Father, as we have known Christ, give us a sense of security. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.